Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to the Statman Dave Football Podcast. This is episode 53. On today, we're going to be talking the news and then we're going to finish off with a little bit of Manchester Derby special. We're going to talk everything from Pep Guardiola to Gabriel Jesus to Marouan Fellaini and Paul Pogba. But anyway, stay tuned for that. But first up, before we dive into the news and get this party started, make sure you go over to iTunes and write a review. There's been 16 of you wonderful people that have written a review so far. Let's get up to 50 by the weekend. Can we do that? Yes, we can, because there's so much fun awaiting us this week. Anyway, let's get this party started. So, first up, the news. Manchester United have been awarded the Premier League ground team of the season. In 2016-17, Mourinho's impact at the club is already massive. First the Community Shield, then the ground team of the season. Everything is going in the right direction over at Old Trafford. In terms of other news, uh, both um, West Ham United and Newcastle United have been raided by um, HMRC today, investigating um, apparently alleged uh, dodging of taxes um, and not you know, paying the right amount of taxes, for example. For example, Newcastle, they had a club turnover of 126 million. They paid 75 million out in player uh, wages and recorded a pre-tax loss of just 4.1 million. So HMRC are on their back and on their case there. Also West Ham as well, you know, another, some more big numbers coming out. 142 million pounds in um, revenue turned over and only paying out £85 million in wages with a pre-tax loss of £4.8 million. Again, the wages are the biggest thing that a club's going to pay, so it, it's weird that they were making a loss on those types of things. And obviously the uh, tax tax geezers have um, you know, done a bit of a raid sort out. Also, Chelsea apparently were raided as well. But, you know, allegedly some bad play from both of those clubs. Moving on to more bad play, Joey Barton has been suspended from all football activity for 18 months after admitting a misconduct charge regarding betting. Joey Barton, seriously. Honestly, I thought he had it turned around. I thought, you know, with this um, degree and all this stuff, that he kind of sorted himself out, but it just seems like he's a bit of a muppet. So two of the bets that really tickled me were in 2006, Joey Barton placed a £3 bet on Joey Barton to be the first Manchester United goalscorer against Fulham. 
He lost that bet. Then um, another bet later on when he was playing for Newcastle, he bet £497 at Newcastle would beat League Two side Stevenage in the FA Cup. He started the game and they lost 3-1. <laughs> He's got to be annoyed with himself. But anyway, he is an absolute muppet. And, uh, you know, that's his football career over. You know, a player with um, a lot of promise. Uh, you know, a decent work rate on the pitch, but off the pitch, you know, needs a little bit of coaching for himself. And obviously... That's kind of it for him, so maybe it'll be a you know, move to TV or something like that. In other news, uh, Chavi apparently has told the Spanish paper Sport that he didn't speak to the Sun about Deli Alley. That was the news that we spoke about yesterday about Deli Alley um, moving to Manchester City and sort of Chavi being Pep Guardiola's, um, you know, the guy that's pushing these players to go. But apparently Chavi never spoke to the Sun. Again, the Sun doing some naughty things. In other news, Amsterdam Ajax have changed the Amsterdam Arena to the um, Johan Cruyff Arena, which is a lovely touch considering um, you know it was his birthday yesterday, 70 years old, before, obviously he's passed away. But you know, a lovely touch by Ajax and the football club over there, who are doing very well, obviously, in the Europa League semi-final against Lyon. That's going to be a classic game. In final news, Kim Jong-un apparently is a big fan of Syria, with the Italian Senate revealing that North Korea's leader absolutely loves Italian football. Well, you know, that's something that me and Kim Jong-un have in common. Anyway... That's that for the news. Let's get to the big talking point today, and that is, of course, the Manchester derby. This game is absolutely huge for both sides. And absolutely, you know, it's interesting how both clubs started as being favourites to win the Premier League, and unfortunately it's not quite come off this season from whatever reasons. But anyway, in terms of the Premier League, the race for the top four is the big one this season, with Chelsea uh, top of the league now on 78 points following their win last night against Southampton, a 4-2 win with Diego Costa and Eden Hazard both combining and scoring goals. Um, anyway, Chelsea are top, uh, currently are seven points clear of Tottenham, who sit in second on 71 points. Liverpool are in third on 66 points. City then in fourth on 64. United on 63 and Arsenal. Uh, in seventh position, in fact, Everton in sixth on 58, Arsenal in seventh on 57 points. But interestingly enough, the Manchester clubs both have two games in hand on Liverpool. So if they both were to win both of those games, you know, Manchester City would be on 71 points and Manchester United would be on 69 points. Obviously going ahead of Liverpool into third position with just four games left in the season. This is going to be a massive game. So important for both clubs. But looking on the, the flip side of that, a draw would be a very, very good result for Manchester City and Manchester Manchester United, considering that the four points um, that they'd pick up if they win their other game in hand would take them above Liverpool. Could be quite interesting to see in the sort of end of the game whether it does go to a stalemate and both clubs just sort of sit back and don't attack each other. But, you know, you never know in football. I reckon both clubs will be going for the glory. In terms of Manchester United this season, again, it's been a little bit disappointing. Far too many draws in the Premier League with 12 flaming draws in the league. They've only lost three games, which is a joint best uh, record with Tottenham Hotspur obviously sitting second in the table, but it is those 12 games that they've uh, drawn. As well, goals-wise, Manchester United, out of the top seven sides, have scored the fewest goals, only 50 goals uh, scored, but have the second-best um, you know, goals conceded record, with only Tottenham again beating them there. So it has re- been a real interesting season for Manchester United. A lot of frustrating games at home. You think Burnley, Arsenal, um, you know, West Ham, all these games that United finished with a 1-1 draw. And really should have gone on to win. Um, and anyway, you know, something I've spoke about before is the United's conversion rate in the penalty area. They've only only Liverpool have had more shots in the penalty area, but only 
Um, Middlesbrough, Sunderland, Swansea and Southampton have got a worse conversion rate in the penalty area than Manchester United. So that is their problem. They're not taking the chances in the penalty area. Um, so I think it could be a maturity thing, could be, you know, next season signing a few players in there. But this season they've still got to push forward and, you know, the top four is massive. Either United win the Europa League and get into Champions League or their top four. Two things either, either or I would be happy with. But if they don't do that, then the season kind of has been a little bit of a failure. In terms of Manchester City, we've seen some top, top football from Pep Guardiola's side. They absolutely exploded, winning 10 games on the bounce at the start of the year. Pep Guardiola playing two free eights in David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne. They were just beating absolutely everyone. No one could deal with it. United in the first game could not deal with the movement of both De Bruyne and Silva. They're absolutely fantastic at opening up space in front of that back four. Mourinho, though, arguably getting it wrong, playing both um, Pogba and Marouane Fellaini as sort of two defensive midfielders and Wayne Rooney as a 10, I do believe. And the space in front of United's back four was just opened up time again. City went with that three-man midfield. Basically, what happened was um, United's two would press City's two deep in midfield. It'd sort of pivot round um, with the defensive midfielder in Fernandinho. Either Silva would sit next to him. United would press and there'd be massive space for Kevin De Bruyne. Or more commonly, Kevin De Bruyne would drop a little bit deep and then Silva would drop into number 10 and kept on causing United a problem. The two early goals, you know, destroyed the game. United uh, could had some big chances, but they kind of did deserve to lose. Guardiola beating Mourinho in a tactical sense in that first game. But in terms of the season expectations of both clubs, it came in as they wanted to win the league. Now it's ending with them being in the top four. Considering the amount of money both clubs spent in the summer, it's a little bit ridiculous. And both managers do need to do a lot better next season. But again, it's an interesting one. Uh, Mourinho coming in for Lou Van Gaal. Lou Van Gaal's style of football, the polar opposite to Mourinho's style of football. United have completely changed and defensively look a lot better. Even though Lou Van Gaal had a cracking defensive record, that was more about United holding the ball and pressing very, very well. Man United have sat back a lot this season. They've, um, you know, the covered the fewest uh, kilometres per game in the Premier League this season than any other side but that's a, it's, fanta- it's fine if you're playing a pragmatic style like United are looking to counter-attack and with the likes of Rashford and Martial who we'll touch on later could be a very good option for United next season in terms of Guardiola and City it's been injuries it's been uh, teams finding out their weaknesses Guardiola did sort of experiment with a 3-2-5 it looked like at times with Gua- with uh, Gunduan in midfield before he got uh, got injured and it was just too attacking Everton um beat them on the counter attack really attacked the channels attacked the flanks with uh, you know Lukaku scoring the goals but Balassi really causing the problem similar with I think uh, Southampton did the same thing with uh, Nathan Redman out wide and it was Charlie Austin at that point scoring the goal so they were catching City out and tactically Guardiola moved away from that and now they're playing a system that rem- resembles a sort of 4-2-3-1 but anyway both teams um, you know it's going to be massive going into the season in terms of the managers I'd say Mourinho's for me slightly doing a better job than Pep Guardiola with his resources I think the impact that Mourinho has made in recent weeks you know the longer that he spent with these players now we're seeing a real unity in the players we're seeing a real determination and understanding of Mourinho's tactics you know you think of the game against Chelsea recently the man-to-man job that they did on Eden Hazard with Ander Herrera but also the man-orientated pressing system that they played you know it went man-for-man the United looked like they were playing a sort of 3-5-2 with um, Herrera being in the five but really drifting around and just following Hazard but going with the two pacey forwards up top against Chelsea's back three something that they hadn't dealt with this season worked really really well and with the former Marcus Rashford of course United are looking very very good but I feel Mourinho's made some big impact with his tactical changes with his substitutions 
throughout the season. You know, we'll go to the first example, the uh, whole City game where uh, Mourinho uh, brought on Rooney and Marcus Rashford and United went on to win their game. Well, actually, I think he just brought on Rashford but kept Rooney on the pitch and Rooney grabbing a very vital assist. You think of the game against Borough where Mourinho completely switched tactics, went to pretty much a 3-3-4 with, they had, yeah, United had like six attacking players on the pitch which is wonderful and great, um, you know, tactical uh, now from Mourinho so he's done well in the Premier League uh, for me um, the management of Mkhitaryan the management of Anthony Martial the management of Luke Shaw looks like it's quite working in a very like old school autocratic army boss style that's how Mourinho's style is right now it's very we're going to break you down and then build you back up which is fine for me it works out for, for some of these players obviously the trend in world football right now is to put your arm around the shoulder um, and sort of be their dad be that father figure we see play, you know, managers like Jurgen Klopp that get plaudits from doing that but I quite like this old school approach it works very very well I think Ferguson was probably you know towards his later stages maybe um, slightly less autocratic and more fatherly but it was a great balance between the two styles and that's why he was a fantastic manager obviously I mentioned what Pep's done very well in terms of the free eights in terms of City um, you Know, smashing it they beat Barcelona that's a cracking game tactically Guardiola was a little bit more pragmatic in that game sat off in that second half and City countered with Kevin De Bruyne but it just seems like he's not doing that it seems like Kevin De Bruyne is the guy that's getting forced out wide it seems like Silva's his favourite child and he's allowing Silva to play at number 10 where I'd argue that Kevin De Bruyne at number 10 would work out a hell of a lot better for Manchester City. The use of Sterling and Sane has been fantastic in some games. It gives City great width in that final third, but I'd argue that he's not doing that in recent weeks enough. You know, Sterling's dropped out to the bench. He made a big impact coming off the bench against Arsenal um, in the, the FA Cup tie that obviously uh, they, they lost uh, in, a, in added time, uh, sorry, in extra time. But again, he's got to start. For me, That the front three of Aguero, De Bruyne and Sane is a little bit too narrow. When Sterling's in there, it's nice and n- nice and wide and opens up the pitch for the centre mids and the attacking midfielders. So I think there's some big decisions there for uh, Pep in the summer to make KDB his main man at number 10, play Sterling and Sane every single week and, of course, bring in Gabriel Jesus, who we'll talk about a bit later on, and make him his number one man. Unfortunately for me, Aguero doesn't suit Pep's system, doesn't suit uh, Guardiola. Even though he's done some great stuff off the ball recently, you know, he's made more, he's won more tackles in the opposition's final third than any other player in the Premier League. But I just, I just don't think it's the right type of guy. I think Gabriel Jesus playing as a false nine is perfect. And of course, his use of, um, you know, players in fullback position, it's been Fernandinho, uh, Navas is playing there at the moment. That's just something Guardiola needs to evaluate in the summer and sign some fullbacks, some top two top quality fullbacks. One Bernat maybe from... Uh, Bayern Munich, obviously, number two uh, choice for Ancelotti, um, with David Alaba being going back to his natural position. And of course, at right back, maybe Fabinho moving him back to his old school position. He did play at right back before moving to central midfield and doing such a good job. But would work in fe- if Pep Guardiola wanted to play inverted fullbacks. You know, Fabinho starting out wide, but coming into that central zone very, where he's very comfortable at playing, at supporting someone like Fernandinho at the base of midfield. But I'd also argue they probably need another DM. Look, they've, you know, heavily linked with William Carvalho. I think City are fine going forward. I think that is that two fullbacks, the defensive midfield are going to be crucial to protect the likes of Otamende and John Stones next season. But it's been an interesting one, Guardiola and Mourinho getting things right, but also getting things wrong. It's been an interesting season for both, but it's going to be a cracking game. I give it one nil to Pep at the moment in the battle. Pep Guardiola getting the best, getting the better out of Mourinho in that first game. But Mourinho, I feel, will get the better out in the second game. Obviously, Mourinho as well winning the FA Cup tie. That was a you know a bit of a B-string team for Manchester City. Juan Mata grabbing the goal, of course, out with a groin injury. Hope you get well soon, Juan Mata, um, because you've been vital for United this season. The second top scorer, which is incredible. United just need to score some more goals. Anyway, similar to Mourinho's first season at Chelsea, where 
Uh, Mourinho came third with Chelsea. Who were pretty, you know, at the start of the season, were seen as one of the favourites. Uh, but Manchester City and Liverpool scored over 100 goals each. I think uh, Liverpool 103, Manchester City 101. Liverpool and City blowing everyone away with their goals. Chelsea were third in the league with 71 goals. You know, a massive gap from the top to the bottom. Similar to what United are doing this season. Defensively very good, but need to score more goals. But anyway, moving on to the next big question. Should Mourinho go for Marcus Rashford or Anthony Martial? For maybe both of them in the derby. This is a massive, massive game. See Anthony Martial stepping out of the shadows and putting in a man of the match performance against Burnley. Uh, recorded the most uh, sprints that he's managed this season, which is fantastic. Really showed his work rate and, and want to get him behind playing as a, as a number nine. But he was, it was fantastic through the game. I think he gave United a lot on the counter attack with his pace, but also his fluidity with Wayne Rooney. That was fantastic. Really good movement from both of the players, you know, swap, switching positions and, and looking really good. Anyway, since moving to Old Trafford, Anthony Martial has been directly involved in more goals in the Premier League than any other United player. Been directly involved in a goal every 154 minutes. Considering he's played out wide, mostly for his United career, that's a cracking record. And I want to see more of Anthony Martial playing for Manchester United. He loves the club. It looks like he loves living in Manchester and he's going to be one of the best strikers in world football when he eventually gets there. In terms of Marcus Rashford, he has been fantastic in the last five games for Manchester United. 30 dribbles, five chances created, three goals and one assist. But he's been so lively, so so, so lack of wear, he's sort of back to the old school Marcus Rashford that exploded onto the scene last season, grabbed the goal in the derby last year, that was fantastic. Retired Di Michaelis, that was a, a brilliant individual goal, a little, um, you know, little nutmeg on Di Michaelis and a wonderful curled shot, but you think of the goals he scored against Arsenal, the goals against Michelin, very, very important for United, he's coming back into that. The unknown is what's so brilliant about Marcus Rashford, he's sort of an unknown player, very difficult to to deal with and um, you know play against. You know, you think about the, the Cruyff turn against Anderlecht, that was just so out the blue but so skillful and the finish was fantastic so both players have been in red hot form I think it's Mourinho's going to go with Rashford and, and Martial on the bench what I'd like to see is both of them I'd like to see both of them start I'd like to see uh, Anthony Martial through the middle Marcus Rashford on the left hand side but a lot of fluidity in their position a lot of interchange that could cause City a lot of problems we've seen how teams like Everton Southampton cause City a lot of problems attacking them down the flanks with Rashford and Martial that will you know, cause them a lot of problems but I feel uh, Mourinho won't go for both of them I think that it will be some other players that we'll discuss a little bit later on when we go through. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Through the teams. In terms of the big battle, it could be a battle of central midfield. Uh, it will be Ander Herrera up against potentially Yaya Torre and Fernandinho. That could be quite key. Ander Herrera's season was fantastic. I've said it before, he's the most complete central midfielder in the Premier League. Kante's the, the, the best specialist, the best player, but uh, in terms of Herrera's more complete, made more interceptions, created more chances, got more assists, more passes per game, and been directly involved in more goals than Angulo Kante. But Angulo Kante is a fantastic player. Anyway, in terms of the battle with Yaya Torre, uh, it, could be, it could be a good one with United's transition looking very, very good against Burnley. So quick, so speedy, and Herrera, Paul Pogba supporting that. Um, you know, Yaya and Fernandinho have been playing as two sort of defensive midfielders are going to have to deal with those runs and that pace from central midfield. In terms of team news though for United, apparently Mourinho has said that Paul Pogba is out of the derby when asked about Ander Herrera and Paul Pogba. He said that in his press conference that Herrera is in, unfortunately Paul Pogba is out. Which is very sad because against Burnley I thought Paul Pogba was fantastic arguably my man of the match um, obviously after Marcelo was fantastic Pogba was the guy that was underlying that was dictating the play you know nobody talks about it there's the great skill and the, the interception in the final third to create the second goal nobody talks about it because it's just not trendy it's not you're not going to sell papers on saying Paul Pogba's playing very, very well, are you? Because that's too analytical, that's too smart. Everyone sells papers and sells articles and sells clicks on uh, Paul Pogba's having a rubbish season. You know, you know give it a rest. Seriously, if you, if you watch Man United enough or you watch Paul Pogba this season, yeah, he's had a few bad games, but the majority of the season he's been very, very, very good. At 20, 23, 24 years old, can't wait for him to hit 27, 26, hit Ander Herrera's age and he'll start flying. But yeah, Paul Pogba, fantastic. Of course, massive miss for the derby, massive miss for, you know, you think about what, causes City problems it's direct dribbling um, on the counter-attack and that's what Paul Pogba could do and unfortunately his replacement can't do that in Maron Fellaini but Maron Fellaini's shown great form in derbies in recent years glows of elbows coming in physicality aggression and that's what I like from Maron Fellaini I like an angry Maron Fellaini you think of um the games under Louis van Gaal where he was absolutely fantastic at, at just playing as a sort of you know hybrid target man from central midfield causing City a lot of problems and I'd like to see three-man midfield Carrick, Herrera and of course Maran Fellaini a lot of pressure a lot of uh, aggression in central midfield and I hope Maran Fellaini scores a goal I hate the United fans but I was at that game I was just I was, I was absolutely astonished never boo your own players it's a disgraceful thing to do I don't care what they've done never boo your own players and it's one of these things that I hate and that happened against Tottenham and I, and I want Maran Fellaini to, I want him to score. I want him to score a winner. To show all those guys or, or girls, just, uh, you know, come on. You're better than that. You're a better. United have had classes, football fans, and recently that class is going, um, especially at home away. Obviously, it's fantastic, but sometimes at home you hear moaning, you hear booing, and all that rubbish. And that's just not for me. So if you are a United fan going to Old Trafford, don't boo. Just celebrate the team. There's so many songs you can sing, the United Calypso, uh, On the Piss with Georgie Best. You know, there's so many fun songs to sing, and it's all about bringing the positive atmosphere, not just in football, but also in life. You know, if you're groaning, you're booing, you're moaning, it goes on to the players, and also you go home and you'll be, you'll be unhappy. But if you go down to the game you know to get Kane 3-0 you still have a few beers you sing a few songs you're going to go home happy you're going to be going home like you had a good day so I think it's just a big thing for United fans and all football fans all football fans you know you see the Arsenal fans booing Wenger the Arsenal fans wanting Wenger out why not just go down go to the game have a few tins have a great time go home you know, go go and enjoy your, your the rest of your day with your kids. You know, football is football. It used to take me down when United lost, but I think as you grow up, you've, you've got to have more things in life than just football. Football's cracking, but there is, uh, you know, a larger thing right now. You know, relationships, family, and all sorts. So, 
you know, just go to the game and have a good time. That's what I'd say to any United fans. And on Twitter, obviously, United fans get so toxic on Twitter. I find it really funny, um, you know, doing stats and stuff when United, United uh, sort of lose or whatever. And people just be like, oh, I was rubbish. Oh, why shut up? We don't want these stats. I just find it funny. But anyway, that is a massive tangent. Let's get back to the football talk. Manchester City, you to look out for as a United fan, of course. I think one of the biggest questions is Gabriel Jesus or Aguero through the middle. It will be Aguero, Aguero even though he did come off against the, against Arsenal in the FA Cup. I do expect it to be Gabriel Jesus um, next season. I feel it, he was so good. So, so good when he was fit. So important to Manchester City. I think he was directly involved in four goals in two Premier League games, which is pretty incredible. But I do expect City to play the 4-2-3-1 they've been playing in recent weeks. The press is like a 4-2-4 at times, but does drop back to a 4-4-1-1. Um, of course, uh, Claudio Bravo probably going to get the, the nodders of six. I, I expect it to be company off to Mendy, Calicia, Navas as the back four. Fernandinho, Torre in central midfield. Mentioned that before. Two uh, DMs and then a three behind Aguero. Probably going to stick with his uh, De Bruyne, Silva, Sane, Aguero from four, but I, I, you know, Sterling is more of a, a threat for me. Sterling's been good this season, and where they could catch United out is if uh, you know uh, Aguero drops off the centre backs, and then Sterling and Sane could make those runs in behind because that's where United potentially could be a little bit weak and a little bit dodgy. But that would be the Manchester City team in terms of United. Um, obviously, dealing with Kevin De Bruyne is a big, big thing. 13 assists in the Premier League this season. Don't commit any fouls in those wide areas where Kevin De Bruyne can whip the ball into the box. It's simple as that, United. Don't do that. Anyway, United team, I'm going to go with, uh, like I mentioned, I'd love to see a front three of Rashford, Mkhitaryan and Martial, but I don't think that's got enough work in. That is why Jess Lingard's going to come in. So, United, my United team, 4-3-3, David Dyer and goal, Valencia, Bay, Blind, Damian, Carrick at DM, and of course, what I mentioned before, Ander Herrera, Maron Flaney in central midfield, great pressure, and it'd be intimidating for, for City. And then the three of Mickey, uh, Lingard and, and Rashford. Lingard is just awesome in these bigger games. His work rate is part G-Sung-esque. His movement is part G-Sung-esque. His intelligence is part G-Sung-esque. Basically, he's the new part G-Sung. And I used to love part G-Sung. My favourite United player with Darren Fletcher in the great 2008 Manchester United team. But I expect score prediction. I reckon it's going to be a 1-1. I said 2-1 on the full-time Devils preview to be a positive United fan. But I reckon 1-1 will be uh, the score as an analyst, as a football analyst. But anyway, guys, that's been that for the Satman Day Football Podcast today. Make sure again to write your reviews on iTunes because it means a lot to me. Get up to 50 by the weekend. You can do it, guys and girls. To the derby. I am pumped. See you later. Au revoir. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop 
dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 